It is another edition of the Three Point Play podcast. Boys, the NFL season has come to a close. We both, all three of us, I guess I should say, stink. The Bucks won. I fought my intuition all week long. I thought the Bucks had it. And I turned out to be right, even though I didn't make that bet. So, um, Scotty, I guess I'll start with you. What did you think of that game? That was a debacle. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I mean, it was just unreal. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a butt kicking, unfortunately. Um, the Bucks, man, their defense was just so fast, and Mahomes was just running for his life uh, the entire game. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to say. I, I, I think what we've learned, I, and I knew better here, I've only been betting sports betting for a few years, but you learn something new every year, and I think what we said going in was, well, they got three offensive linemen out, but that doesn't matter because they have Mahomes, right? And, and so I, thought, I think – And I, I'm with you. I thought that Andy Reid was going to, you know, take two weeks to scheme up ways to do short, quick routes and get it to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and do like six or seven-yard, you know, 10-yard quick little slants and stuff. But they were still throwing the fucking – they were trying to throw the ball down the field. Right. Like, you guys have – five backup offensive linemen. No shit. He's going to ha- run for 500 yards in his life. Like, what do you think is going to happen? So I think we learned, like, okay, we can't say they have a home. We got to look at the big picture. Um, I wouldn't – I thought the Bucks offense was good. Like, Chiefs defense, that was similar to the way they played all year. Um, but the Chiefs just couldn't score to keep up. I mean, Brady was good. I wouldn't say he was, like, awesome, but he was good. Yeah, there's no way he should have been. We, we'll get into the props and kind of how we did because, uh, you know, spoiler alert, shocker, your boy. <laughs> Fucking – I don't know if I got one bet right on Sunday, guys. So I'm just going to put that out there and just, you know, talking about you are, you are newer better there, Jamesy, for the last two years. Obviously, Luke and I are kind of still uh, noobs to the game, having just started this last season, but – it wasn't a great Sunday for your boy. So um, we'll get into the props here a little bit too. Luke, I'll get over to you. Um, I don't know if you had any more insight or, or thoughts on that game. Scotty kind of nailed that. I feel like with the Bucks defense, really should have probably been the MVP. But what did you think? First of all, on the gambling side, you guys talk about these postulates and these principles that people should be following. Obviously, <laughs> if the three of us are in agreement and there's group think to that extent, Obviously, the move is to take the opposite side of that bet. We're, we're fading ourselves now? We so, fade postulates? That's just something for the loyal listeners to keep in mind for next year. Keep it in your tickler file? Yep. Okay. Um, we definitely underestimated the impact of the mash unit that was the Chiefs offensive line. And the the talent on the Tampa Bay side of the ball. But that was the best game they played all year, right? I mean, like, the de- defense fucking got after it. Like, they they didn't play that way. And they didn't give up the careless penalties to give away first downs. And they didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they completely shut down Hill. They let Kelsey get his, but they tackled him as soon as he made his 17-yard catch, you know every single drive 
And I think and, – and Mahomes looked hurt again. It was like, you know, in the conference championship game, he was fine. And but it, but I mean he wasn't getting around the same way he did you know well, yeah. in the first half of the season. He's he's having surgery. They already came out with that, and it, you would look hurt too if you had a fucking turf toe and you had to run 500 yards in well, the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but st- <laughs> I honestly like I still sat there and thought, okay, when's he gonna pull this game out of his ass? Because it was the same game as, oh, yeah. as San Francisco last year. They were down 20 to 10 with what seven minutes left in the fourth quarter or whatever. Yeah. And he pulled that one right out of his ass. So, thankfully, my I, butthole, I, thankfully my butthole puckered up so much. I almost bet the, I live bet the Chiefs in the third quarter. I'm like, well, obviously they're gonna make a run and they're they're probably gonna win this game. So I almost fucking live bet them, and thank God I did, or else I would have been 0 for seven. I mean, holy hell. So, yeah, it was uh, no one saw it coming. I think Vegas is still Vegas, and that's why they're in business. And I think a lot of the money was on the Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> but we can get into some of the props. I'll start with mine and just kind of get it out of the way. You, you know, we talked about shutting down the Chiefs offensive weapons. One of those weapons was Daryl Williams, over 13 and a half receiving yards. I think he had eight. He would have got over if he would have made that fucking catch at the goal line on the Mahomes, you know, horizontal pass that everyone's got a boner about that was incomplete that he dropped. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, Obviously, they didn't score a touchdown, so Kelsey didn't score, which I thought was almost a surefire thing. Um, the Bucks put up 31 points, and Chris Godwin had nine yards receiving, which is nice. You know, who would have thought? You know, I didn't go on Mike Evans, but if you would have told me if the Bucks scored 31 points and Mike Evans and Godwin had the games that they had, what was it, like five catches for 30-something yards combined? 40. 40 yards combined, I'd be like, all right, well, they obviously got their asses kicked, uh, but not. So missed on the, on the God went over by just a smidge at 73 and a half. Um, what else did I fucking do? Um, oh, my favorite. You're on, you're on the goal line. Tom Brady is the, is the proven best quarterback sneaker goal line rusher in the history of the game. Why doesn't he rush the ball when you have a goal line stand and you give the ball to fucking uh, Ronald Jones or playoff Lenny? I don't know. So he didn't get over a yard. He was under 0.5 yards rushing, uh, which a quick little story. I was actually listening to uh, the Pat McAfee show today and they interviewed Clyde Christensen, who is the quarterback's coach today after their obvious win. And he said that that actual conversation came up in the quarterback room this last week saying all the backups were going to you know, throw in a million bucks or whatever. I threw in five, you know, I threw $5, five big units uh, on the over. And they said they were going to bet the over. And, and Tom's like, well, if we're betting a million dollars, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get the yardage out right away. This was all obviously a joke because it didn't happen. So I think they were, it was in their minds. I'm like, well, why didn't Tom just fucking do it then? But he didn't. And he went under and we lost every bet. And that's all I have to say about that. Scotty, I'm going to pivot over to you and tell me how you did on your bets there, please. Well, I had the Chiefs. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. I also had the Chiefs. That was the last one. Yeah, I mean, on the, on the props, I, I bet I lost. I bet I had 150 to $170 in props, and I probably lost like 20 bucks. I had a lot of I had a lot of Fournette in props. Um, I think I had drunk to score maybe. Yeah. 
I had um, roughing the passer penalty to be called. I had the – I can't remember. I think I had the Chiefs to score first. I had a bunch of mindless props. But, I mean, I think Luke was right on with this point about the game. That was, that was by far the – I mean, we'd watched the Bucks play a lot this year. That was by far the best they played. I heard someone talking today, and they said if they played this game 20 times, the Bucks would win 17 or 18. I didn't think that was true. I thought it was more like 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, but but I give credit to the Bucks. Give credit to Tom Brady. They were they won. Um, I think moving forward, um, I mean, if you're talking about like great teams and dynasties and how they're built, like the Chiefs are right on pace, man. Like just keep getting yourself to that like final five to six teams who can win the Super Bowl every year, and you're gonna be fine. Like. They're going to have, like, that was unlucky this year that they're the one offensive lineman opted out and the two got hurt. If that doesn't happen, if even if that last, if Fisher doesn't tear his Achilles, like, they're probably okay. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of luck. The Bucks were totally healthy at the right time. Um, and I think the Bucks are going to be better next year, FYI. So, I Yeah, they, they have a lot of cap room to bring, bring back any guys they uh... – you know, Shaq Barrett's obviously going to get paid this offseason, so he'll be the big uh, the big guy that they'll want to bring back. Um, David. Yeah, they can very well. David's Sorry? David's a free agent. Levante David's a free agent. Okay, didn't know that. Yep. So, yeah, so they if they bring those guys back, obviously they can run it back again. But, you know, I just feel like it's such a parody league. And, you know, the fact that even only Breeze and Rodgers have only won one in their careers. It's just so hard to get back, but obviously Brady is just the, the anomaly. And it feels like it's just a foregone conclusion. Every time he's uh, in the playoffs, it's like, he's just meant to go to the Super Bowl, whether he wins it or not, he's been to 10 um, has won now seven, which is just insane. Um, so I don't know, but getting back to the props, Luke, do you want to shed any light on anyone's that uh, anyone that you took or did you kind of shy away uh, from the prop side? And yeah, I wasn't allocating the units uh, very Sorry. liberally Sorry. on Sunday. I did, I did take the fucking sucker bet, Brady half yard over. You did. I talked you into it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. I feel like it was a, it was a fucking no brainer. I'm like, he's gonna scramble, or he's gonna he's gonna do a fourth and one fucking you know quarterback sneak. It was just bound to happen, and it should have. So I piled. Then he. he he did kneel it at the end, so he ended up with negative two. Yeah, so he fucked us even more. It was nice. Yeah, so that would have, uh, yeah, it would have negated a one-yard yeah, sneak right. anyway. Never mind. I guess I can't feel too bad. But no, I had, I took the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it was going to pay out like two to one or something like that. But yeah. But no, well, other than that. There you go, boys. Well, that's that's it. That uh, that wraps up the NFL season. But I thought it would be nice, a little quick uh, throwback for uh, for our loyal listeners out there for um, to review just our picks for the season of how we did on the division winners. Because I thought you know the season's finally wrapped up. We'll transition, move on to some things, and just kind of look back at how fucking dumb a lot of us were on some of these choices. So if you wouldn't mind, I will run through this here quickly. Uh, Myself, AFC East, Bills, correct. South, Colts, they made the playoffs, but they kind of stunk. West Chiefs, obviously, we all got that one. North, Ravens, didn't get that, but they made the playoffs. You know, they kind of 
wrapped up there at the end. NFC East, Cowboys, holy fuck. Uh, NFC South, Saints, got that right. West, Seahawks, yes. North, Packers, right? Those are all Saints, Seahawks, Packers all won their divisions. Isn't that right? Yep. Okay. So I was three out of four in the NFC. Cowboys fucked me. That's okay. Luke, we'll get to you. AFC East, Bills, nice. South, Titans, correct. West, Chiefs, correct. North, you had Ravens. That's not right. The Steelers won that one. NFC East, you had the Eagles. That was nice. <laughs> nice choice by you. That was good. Although, who okay, could have, you, fucking, you could have picked the, the fucking fuck really said that the rest. Yeah, they're, they're all dumbass. Excuse picks. me, Washington football team. <laughs> so you're right. The NFC East, no matter what you said, you're a fucking idiot. So uh, NFC South Saints, that was correct. West, you had your, your Rams boner all year. Uh, um, they didn't make the playoffs, but obviously they didn't win. We'll see what happens with uh, with Stafford there next year. NFC North, you went with the Vikings. So not as uh, not as good here on the on the NFC side, but still not bad overall. Scotty, we'll finish with you. One of the old AFC East Patriots you thought they were going to keep it rolling, and they did not. So nice call by you. Titans in the South, Chiefs in the West. Did get the Steelers right in the North though, so nice work. Suck there. it. All right, I will suck it. <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> Cowboys, nice choice. South Saints, West Seahawks, North Packers. So, I think I won, fuckers. Uh, you yeah, I think you did. So fuck off. Ah. You picked the Pats that you won the East, so you're an idiot. So Yeah, I'm an idiot. That was bad. So not bad, but yeah, Scotty, I think you won that. What else is new? Uh, your boy is just, uh, you know, he's maybe not cut out for this uh, for this life. So speaking of, you know, pivoting into what comes next, Scotty, I'll get to you with maybe some five good minutes of uh, NBA talk and kind of what we're going to shift our gears to on the gambling side. Before I do that, I was kind of at a loss of, you know, I was licking my wounds the last two days and hadn't really wet the beak since Sunday. Today, I felt like I was going to get back into it and uh, get into the last remaining units that I have in my account. And I went, I did a live bet at halftime when I saw that the Northwestern Wildcats oh God. were winning. Don't well, do it. On. It, it, it. It's actually, ends, it's a happy ending because I got them at plus three and a half. And holy fucking shit, Northwestern should have won the game 17 times probably, went to double overtime, lost, but lost by three. So it all works out for us. I didn't actually watch a second of the game. I was following on my phone. And I couldn't believe that they let Indiana back in the game like probably 10 different times and ultimately lose the game. I guess that's why they're fucking five and 12. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what we're doing now. You know, random Wednesday night. Football's over. We're betting on Northwestern IU, and I wanted to pull my hair out because they they, they should have probably not even covered, uh, but they did bail me out there at the end. Um, and then I did kind of start – I wet the beak a little bit on uh, a couple NBA talks, and maybe that's a good segue to you, Scotty. Um, <clears throat> I have, before, we, before we do that, can we talk about can we talk about Stafford and Goff? Oh, yeah. Did, we, did you want to get into that? Go ahead. Kind of. Okay. So here's the only issue. Like, I, I think it was a, honestly, I think it was a good trade both ways, honestly, because I think Stafford's better than golf. I think he's going to be, he's going to be better. 
Um, I think it was great for, for Detroit. Um, you get golf, right? You get two first-round picks. I think that's fine. But here's what I, everybody I say, well, the Lions are rebuilding. What, what are they rebuilding? You got to rebuild. You have to be actually, like, have something built. I think they're building or, like, they're working towards. But stop saying rebuild. A rebuild is for a team that has, like, done good shit at some point or won some games or won the division once in the last 20 years. The Lions haven't won shit. So the Lions are building towards that. I, now, as far as the Rams go, like, I'd put the Rams, even this year, if golf's not hurt in that game, it's close, man. He was good in that last game. And McVay is a good coach. Um, I think the Rams are – I would put them in, like, that top six conversation for next year in terms of, like, if they're not – if they're healthy at the end of the season, they're going to be in the conversation to go to the Super Bowl. They're good. Luke, do you have any thoughts on your boner team, the Rams, and how they're going to look for next year? Well, they better capitalize next year because then I don't – when's the next time they have a first-round pick? Seems like they've uh, – yeah, they've yeah, mortgaged like it all for the next four, four or five years. years. Yeah, you know what I think, though? Like, that's like the NBA, though. It's the Daryl Mora theory. Like, who cares? We're going to win now. Our first-round picks don't mean shit. Like, we're going to accumulate talent. Like, I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, one, it's one philosophy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a way of thinking. And if no one else is doing it, then you might as well just uh, cash in now on, on uh, players that are ready to play now in the next – one to one to three years and like Luke said if they don't if it doesn't reap benefits for them here in the next one to three years then you know I guess what are you doing but uh, at that point it's uh yep. it's a future it's, it's a future them problem so who cares yep. so but yeah the Lions are going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be SOL I think for a while especially when Kenny Galladay walks and and Smith you, know, you got Parker Jones you, you should probably just feed DeAndre Swift who's going to be the main guy there, or they can just, you know, feed the ball to the fucking ageless wonder Adrian Peterson. Cause why not? Um, oh, it's time to get rid of him. Well, they'll probably bring him back. So Jesus. we'll see what happens. Luke, uh, did you guys listen to that pod with, uh, uh, Ballard? <clears throat> I didn't. When he interviewed with, with Dockage. Yeah. I had Luke. Did you listen to it? No, sorry. Okay. So, Everything he said, it was, it was good. Like, they're, they're building for the future. He said right now they have no – there's no trade. It's too early, basically, for, for people to be talking about trades, essentially, for the people that they want. They're, they're waiting until it gets a little closer to the draft. I had no issue with that. The one thing he said that if I am a Colts fan, scared the shit out of me. Jacoby was he goes, No, no, no. Jacoby's out. They said they like Jacoby, but they're not, like, set on bringing him back. <clears throat> but he said – he doesn't believe in momentum at all. He said it's not a thing. And I think that is totally false. 100%. Now, if he wants to say, I don't believe that you can't change momentum or um, momentum can be shifted in certain ways, but he is dead wrong on, well, there's no momentum. That's, that's fake. Like, no, momentum is real. In terms like, of what? In, in the course of, like, of a game or flow of, yeah, the, flow of the trajectory game, of a flow team? Of the season. He, he, uh, it, was, it was talking in terms of um, – I think Dockage brought up the point on uh, the Bills game. Remember when the Colts kicked the – they kicked the field goal, right, to put them up. What were they? What were they, 14-10 or whatever, and then the Bills went down and scored. Was that it? Well, no, 
Yeah, but then when they missed it on fourth and goal, you mean, too? That took the momentum out? Yeah, he was talking about – they were talking about that sequence of events, and he was talking about how, well, momentum doesn't matter and this and that. And I'm just like, I don't agree with that, man. I think momentum is huge, personally. Yeah. Like, I see it daily. Right. I think his point is probably just that they're not trying to depend on luck and just hoping that things go their way. And Yeah, I get it. He did say that they're very big into analytics, and they talked about going forward and not going on those fourth downs, and they said the analytics said to. And, of course, you know me. I rolled my eyes like an idiot because I think the analytics are dead fucking wrong. But what do I know? Oh, God. Yeah. But it's a good listen. If you get a chance, you should listen to it. It's like 40 minutes long. He's, he seems to be very honest, and Dockets really tries to ask him some tough questions. Um. Yeah, because Dockage isn't even really that big of a fan. Dockage thinks Grigson walks on water still. I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that the local media kiss Grigson's ass, and then they're kissing Ballard's ass. And Dockage told him on there, he's like, look, like, you know what I've said, and I'll say it to your face. And, and Ballard handled it well. They handled yeah. it well. They were fine. Gotcha. But I'm, I'm interested because – like we and we've talked about this via text, but like, what are you giving up to get Carson Wentz? Because I don't know if you should give up anything. I would agree, and it sounds like the Eagles have a king's ransom out for him still. So I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So until they lower what they're asking price is for, he may not be going anywhere. So, Luke, is Wentz number one for you now? No, I'm still uh, irrationally on the Sam Darnold. Darnold, okay. I, I actually like that better than Wentz. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many different uh, routes they could go. And Where's uh, Matt Ryan in your thinking? I'd be happy with that. It just kind of seems like it's a two-year reach. It's a retread, yeah, and it's a, it's kind of like the same situation they were in last year. Yeah. It was kind of a, a quarterback on the back nine. You don't know how many years you're going to get out of him, and he's not like – that exciting he'd, he's, he'd be more of a game manager than Phil Rivers was but yeah, yeah. he did say on the pod that he thought he was going to get two years out of Phil yeah, yeah. But, eh, what can you do? good for Phil yep um, well with that Scotty you, you got away from we got away from my talk of uh, quick NBA and, uh, I, I ruined I, your no you're fine because I just took a look at the score and I just uh, stay in that same vein of uh, losing bets. I did a little double parlay with uh, Sabonis plus 20 points and the Pacers to win. And we're now currently halfway through the third quarter and the Nets are up by 28. So yeah. let's keep that train rolling. That was a low unit wager, but still uh, yeah. catch a break. All right. So let's start with the NBA first. I haven't bet on the NBA in over 10 days. I'm telling you guys, it's just weird. I just wouldn't recommend it. And if you're going to do it, definitely don't do part. Like, like I think you're, you're same game, like the player to score and then to win is, is okay. But, like, yeah. definitely don't bet two teams. It's just so hard. If I were to bet on any team right now, honestly, the Lakers are pretty consistent and so are Philly, but their odds to win are so high that you're going to have to give some points. Um, and I, I would honestly, I wouldn't even do that. Like they went into freaking overtime the other night with the Thunder, who aren't even good. And they're playing the Thunder again tonight. It's just really weird. So I've honestly, I've been trying to stay away from betting the NBA right now. I think as it gets closer to the playoffs, um, 
I'll start to get back into it a little bit more. Hopefully can the you, schedule normalizes, but. Can you set, shed some light on us on the, uh, on the MVP race? I know we, we chatted about it offline, but uh, yep. I think it's a two-man race now between LeBron and uh, Embiid. I think Embiid's going to last throughout the whole year, huh? Yeah, and Jokic is in there, too. He's been awesome. Steph's getting some love now because he's been awesome. Man, if, if uh, you get a chance, you go back and watch the Mavs Warriors game from Saturday. It was freaking awesome, man. Luca and Steph, blow for blow in the fourth quarter, was freaking awesome. And Steph looked like he did in, like, 2015. Man, he was awesome. Vintage. Um, yeah, and Luca, Luca is getting in shape now. He looks better. But, man – Dallas is not very good. They're 14th in the West, which is – it's a tough West. I get it, but man, Dallas just isn't great. Um, Golden State's got a lot of – a lot of holes, man, and they're hurt right now anyway. All three of their bigs are out. Looney, Wiseman, and um, Pascal have all been out for, for two or three games now. Um, but, anyway, as far as the MVP goes, right now I would say it's LeBron's to lose. Um, the Lakers are probably going to end up first. I don't know if Utah can keep this up, man. Utah is good. They are playing awesome. But I'm not sure they can keep it up all year. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, right now, I mean, we talked about – I sent you guys the thing about Steph and how he's, he's averaging the exact same stats in every area that he, that he won as unanimous 10 MVP in 15. And he's, like, fourth or fifth in the conversation because it's all about narrative because LeBron's 36 and this is year – was this year 19 or year 18? I think it's his year – well, there was a 2003 he got drafted, right? So, this should be 18, I think. So, yeah, you're, this is like – this is year 18. He hasn't won it in, like, five years. He's 36. Like, it's kind of that narrative. And then the Embiid narrative is, well, the 76ers are going to have the best league, best record in the league, and Embiid's going to be awesome. But can he make it through the season? We'll see. It's There's still 50 games. Yeah. Still enough time but, for us, uh, us LeBron backers for the MVP at plus 1,400 to uh, – really cash in there. So I'm looking forward to uh, yep. taking that all the way through. Um, anything else NBA related there, Scotty, you wanted to get into? Nothing. I, like I said, I would avoid, I would avoid betting unless you're going to bet on the Lakers or the Sixers. They've been pretty consistent. Um, you like the Derrick Rose trade for the Knicks? That's recent. Yeah. That's, that was fine. I don't know. The Knicks aren't great. They're trying, though. Tibbs is being Tibbs. Starters are leading the league in minutes. Yeah. All right. uh, the Pacers, unfortunately, have been disappointing because they're so hurt. It's not their fault. They're just hurt. Then I can't even blame it on Old Depot anymore. Yeah. Speaking of, he's been fine with the Rockets. The Rockets are fine. You think he, apparently the rumor came <laughs> he's going to get traded again? Like, at what point do you think maybe it's it's on you there, Vic? Yeah, what I heard was that they were giving him – like, this was like a two-month trial period and that they wanted – like, that was the that was the agreement that was that was made on the trade. Um, I watched Brooklyn again the other night. Um, that KD thing was weird with the COVID. That was the game I watched. So, he didn't play the first quarter, played the second quarter, and then he wasn't allowed to play the second half because they had a close contact. Now he's out till Friday. You say he's not even played. playing tonight. That's why I thought yeah, the Pacers not. had a fighting chance because KD was out. I'm like, all right, well, the Pacers, it was Pacers plus one, I think. I'm like, well, it's a pick. I'm, they might as well win and get Sabonis 20 points. No brainer over here. The Nets are – I've watched them play four or five times now, and they are, like, hit and miss on their effort. Like, that Clippers game, everyone talked about their defense. I thought their defense was decent in the Clippers game. 
But then you watch them play like some of these bad – like they played Detroit last night and give up 38 fucking points in the first quarter because they weren't guarding anyone. Like they weren't trying. Well, that's why I thought this game was going to be a no-brainer. Yeah. And it's like not a back-to-back. I'm the schmuck. I'm the idiot taking the Pacers. What the hell? That's it. Learn, learn your lesson. Stay away from the NBA betting. All right. Luke, you want to give us a, a live – you went to a live game. Yes, I was actually – I was going to segue into that, guy. so thank you for, for doing that for me. But, yeah, I thought that would be a, kind of a cool sp- perspective. Uh, for those listeners out there, our Pacers correspondent, Luke Hoffmeyer, witnessed a live Pacers event at – what is it? Banker's Life now? I was going to say Conseco. Holy shit, I'm old. Um, but was actually at the live uh, game. We're doing live sports now in Indiana uh, on Sunday. Luke, how was the whole experience? Yep, risk the health and safety of myself and my family for uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get eyes on the eyes on the scene there, boots on the ground, if you will. Uh, but it was pretty sweet. There was no crowd. Uh, had all the room up in the cheap seats to sprawl out. Uh, the boys kind of ran around a little bit, but they were into the game. Um, yeah, I got to watch uh, the the best team in the NBA right now, the Jazz play. They they looked really good, like you said, Scott. Um, Pacers look like shit. They're they've got a they got a weird offensive chemistry going on right now. But um, but no, I mean like they make you wear your mask the whole time, obviously, and they did a pretty good job enforcing or like you know just reminding you um, and adhering to protocols and stuff like that. But uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with the, with the whole spacing things out and, um, you know, still giving you a pretty decent game experience. So it was weird though. I mean, we were up way up in the balcony and like uh, when the, when the Pacers were shooting free throws and they weren't pumping in the fake crowd noise, you could hear the ball bounce and then echo through the whole arena. So that was kind of surreal, but did you hear the coaches all the way up there? Or no, no, not really. Because they still play the, you know, the arena soundtrack. You know, the, yep. the, the defense chants. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then whatever tracks, you know, each team plays when they're on offense. So yep. it still kind of drowns stuff out. And like I said, they were pumping the the fake crowd noise in, so that was kind of weird. But, there you go. You love to see. Yep, it. would highly recommend. A little sense of uh, back to reality, you know, hopefully things start to uh, open back up out there. You know, it does take all of us folks to remember, wear your mask, do the best we can not to get political. But uh, that was awesome, Luke. Yeah, it's cool. We'll have to maybe catch a game here in the in the near future. Um...